Don't you turn against me. I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. You're not with me. Then you're my enemy. You thunder against me! You have done that yourself! Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Hello, and welcome to Who Shot First, a Star Wars controversy podcast. Your one-stop shop for all controversies related to the Star Wars universe. I'm your host, Alex, and with me is our other host, Ethan. Today we get to talk about a very interesting topic in our Star Wars. We are in episode at six now. Yeah. Um, today we're talking about the one movie that many consider to be the worst and others consider to be the best, which is generally mm -hmm. where the controversy comes from. Uh, we are talking about Attack of the Clones, prequel yes. number two. And this is going to dive us off on our a, a longer arc uh, than our last movie, because this is actually going to dive us into the Clone Wars arc, and we get to dive into all those kind of wonderful conversations about that. But today, we're just going to take an overarching look at Attack of the Clones. Yes. And then with that discussion, we'll look at why it's a really good movie, and we'll look at why it's a really bad movie. When it first came out, for sure, it was absolutely panned as not a really good movie. Sure, um, there are, but it has now been evolved to where more people are are saying it is better, and there are certain right. pieces of it, or maybe not necessarily saying that it's really good, but saying that it is essential Star Wars view of it is if it didn't exist, it wouldn't work. Yes. Yeah. To start us off, Ethan, what is your feelings on Attack of the Clones? I feel the conflict within you. Let go of your hate. You know, it's sort of a mixed bag for me. You know, there's, there are certainly some, some really great aspects to it and some really great scenes and really great character development. And then you have, you know, this big giant payoff in the end with the big battle of Geonosis. But throughout that, you just seem to have so many slow parts in which you're sort of taken out of the action and, and the thrill of the movie to have to sit and listen to more, more politics. And then you have to be, you have this sort of rushed love story kind of thrown into you. you you're supposed to fall in love with these two characters and their relationship over the course of this one movie and it just the dialogue throughout that relationship uh, that's being built is is really not very good there's no shortage of of cheesy lines and now infamous lines uh, whether it comes to hating sand or <laughs> whatever it's just i don't hate attack of the clones but it just really drags in some areas and the parts where it drags, it really just kind of like, it takes you out of the movie. And mm -hmm. that's where I'm kind of coming at it from is that, you know, okay. it, it, I don't think it's a bad movie. Certainly not the best of the prequels, but I, I didn't, I enjoyed it more than episode one. Okay. I would probably agree. I'm coming at it from a, I'm not a fan of, 
it. The only reason I can say I like it better than Phantom Menace is the end battle scene. I think is is cool. Like it's fun to yeah. watch, I guess, but it's still very rough to watch. Before we we dive into anything really big here, like the, a big thing that's jarring for a lot of people is that you completely everybody every actor stays the same except one. And the one that doesn't stay the same is the most important actor in your franchise, which is we had Jake Lloyd in Phantom Menace, and now we have Hayden Christensen in Attack of the Clones. Oh, you mean oh, you mean to say that they don't change as in like character like they don't swap actors or anything. Is that what you mean? No, they or, swap actors. Yes. You swap right. actors in the yes. In the most like in the most critical role. And they don't entirely, like, everybody else stays the same. Right. Okay. And so you're like, they're just saying, they say like, oh, your age changed. And you're just, it's, it's harder to, I think it would have worked better if they had kept Jake Lloyd, not necessarily in this situation, but like, I think they were hampered by the fact that like, you spent the entire first movie trying to like building, getting to know Jake Lloyd as an actor and relating to him as a character. And then now you're like, this is a totally new character, totally new actor right. that you don't know that you have to, again, rebuild that character. Right, because it was such a big time jump. I think it's what, like 10 years? Yeah. Like, yeah, like what, a, I mean, that's a huge time jump. And so you're yes. right, you know. So yeah. I think, I think they're, they're hampered a lot by that. That's just to start mm -hmm. us off. But sure, uh, yeah. would you like to start off with the reasons it's a great movie or the reasons it's not? a good it's what it's the worst movie. let's go worse this time and then we'll, worse this time okay let's have worse this time <laughs> so yes this is where this so we're gonna start off okay i got a bad feeling about this a lot of this stuff we're gonna dive into on its own but and the biggest one that we're gonna dive into on its own is uh the dialogue right that is that is probably the biggest criticism of this of attack of the clones I'm going to play clips of the dialogue and just for you to hear. We used to come here for school retreat. We would swim to that island every day. I love the water. We used to lie out on the sand and let the sun dry us and try to guess the names of the birds singing. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Not like here. Here everything is soft and smooth. <laughs> there are just, I, th to think that one line is just like created so many memes, so many parodies, so many like, <laughs> Other video, other people have you know made videos about what if Anakin had liked sand, <laughs> you know. Yes, it's just, it's just crazy to think that just that you know one line of dialogue could sprout just infinite lines of other things. It's it's kind of crazy. Yes, but and anyway, that's also continue. the line. That's also the line that she, they they first kiss. That's that's yeah. right when he, they he, she he says those lines and then they kiss. <laughs> any any hopeless romantic knows that you can you know woo a woman by talking about your dislike of sand right 
that's that's a fun fun tidbit there. Then continuing on in our dialogue, Anakin states this states this towards Padme. What at this is later when they're in the the fireside room. From the moment I met you, all those years ago, not a day has gone by when I even thought of you. Now that I'm with you again, I'm in agony. The closer I get to you, the worse it gets. The thought of not being with you, I can't breathe. I'm haunted by the kiss that you should never have given me. My heart is beating, hoping that that kiss will not become a scar. You are in my very soul, tormenting me. What can I do? I will do anything that you ask. If you are suffering as much as I am, please tell me. Oof. <laughs> okay. So, there's there's just a lot of of wordiness there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And again, that's another line that sort of gets her to admit that she's sort of in love with him, that she's fighting feelings. And it just doesn't right. make a ton of sense. Nope. Of why. <laughs> right. From that dialogue, supposed to sprout, right, this, this love. Yeah. Right. Also, through a video, I'm going to actually post it um, in the, the show notes. Because and we'll go more deep into it in uh, the actual dialogue when we dive into the dialogue. But in the that video, it talks about how that scene doesn't make sense. Like it when the way yeah. he's talking about it, of just like he's he's George Lucas is very much in a in a tell don't show mm -hmm. in this dialogue when it's you really want it to be a show don't tell. Mm -hmm. So that so that's right. a big that whole scene right there is a big one yeah those are the two dialogue quotes that i'm i'm gonna have us do but according to awful movies myra instead of showing the bond between obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker considering that this is supposed to be their height of their friendship they simply talk about things they've done together off screen yep so this is like when they're first introduced on screen, they seem to barely tolerate each other at best, and Anakin complains about Obi-Wan behind his back. Yep. So it's, again, with this tell-don't-show, because what he's showing is they're not very... Anakin doesn't really like Obi-Wan at all. Right. They have this, like, right, this quarrel, this sort of... Rivalry, like, yeah. Yeah, yep. rivalry. Perfect. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then another one I have... This is, I don't have a, a source on this, which I'm sad about, but another writer wrote, Lucas still can't write dialogue that doesn't induce projectile vomiting. <laughs> and the film's visual snap, it was all shot digitally, leaves emotions at a chilly remove. So it's just, it's, they don't, there's no emotions. It's so hard yeah. to connect to the characters themselves. Right. And and back to what you said earlier of with with Anakin and, and Padme, it's like this whole movie was supposed to show their their development, their their relationship. Yeah. According to Flickering Myth, it says it was supposed to show us the growth in relationship between Anakin and Padme. 
but all it did was show us what two pieces of IKEA furniture rubbing together looks like. Wow. Because okay. they don't have any yeah. chemistry. There's there's well, no the, there's no chemistry. It really does them. seem it really does seem forced at times, you know. Yes. Yeah. It, it's it's very much there's a lot of force forcing and everything. So but yeah. also Flickering Myth does not equate this necessarily to the actors themselves. Flickering Myth states we all know Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Samuel Jackson, and Christopher Lee are capable of great performances. And yet every single one of them is stilted, jaded, and unenthused about everything happening around them. Was it because they were all filmed against green screen and therefore had nothing to act against? Did Lucas not give them enough to work with? Or did they simply read the script and come to the realization that this was a movie written by George Lucas at his utter worst? <laughs> So again, a lot of it, the belief is that George just, the dialogue is bad. And, right. And there was criticism of George's dialogue in the original trilogy as well. But the original actors were able to edit that and change that. Yes. That was not, they were, you weren't able to do that in the new trilogy. Right. So dialogue's not. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it is certainly probably the worst part of the movie other than the yeah and then and then to uh, to build off of the bad dialogue we'll continue with the the consideration of bad writing of there's a lot mm -hmm. of just bad writing considered but even R2D2 and 3PO are seriously hurt by this film's utterly sapped of their charm their comic bits are all painful and unfunny yeah i'm i'm trying to remember some of those scenes with them and I can't really remember anything specific. Oh, you don't remember had. those in particular? Oh, you're the droid scene, the droid making scene where Superior oh. gets his head knocked off and everything. Oh, 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 yeah, got it. Right, 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 right. And then also when when C three PO was literally saying, "Oh, this is such a drag," and yeah, 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 his head, I'm really beside myself, and right. you're just like these puns are not funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, right. It all it, it all came back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I forget, I forgot that that he comes back in the second one, like they when he goes to Tatooine and stuff. Yep. Yeah. And then to to build off of that, the B plot mystery is a gigantic, scatterbrained, incoherent mess with no tension, and it doesn't even resolve. We never discover who Sifo-Dyas is. And his name is never mentioned again. Dooku's allegiance is obvious from the start, and the reveal that he's working for Sidious lands with the weight of a feather. Yep. Which I completely agree with. Yeah, I, I didn't even I didn't even know honestly that it was supposed to be like a secret, because or like yes. a big reveal. It was supposed to be a big reveal at the beginning. Oh, when it first came out, yes, it was supposed to be the big because they talk about Dooku. And again, we'll get into this later, but like Padme says, like Dooku is doing this. And Mace Windu literally just says, it's not in his character, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. And so you're like, okay, well then it must not be Dooku. And then it's just like, oh wait, he is. So it's, it's supposed to be a reveal of something. Yeah. But it, I... it lands a little flat. Oh, it's supposed to be a reveal, what, at the very end when he takes his, like, solar sailor to Coruscant? 
No, like it's it's supposed to be a reveal when he's seen on like when Obi Wan meets him on uh, Geonosis and sees him like interacting with the conspirators and stuff like that. Oh, like when the first season with the Separatist. Yeah, when he's when he's first with the Separatists, because we're like, oh, it's not, it can't be Dooku who's doing this and trying to kill her and everything. And that's again, like you just thought it was obvious. It's supposed yeah. to be a reveal. It's supposed to be like, oh, Dooku's not a bad guy. He he's just not doing anything. Oh well, pfft. yeah, that that does that lands about as, as with the weight of a feather. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun, but <laughs> yeah. Again, going into the bad writing, we're just going to keep going with that because there's or there's sequences. But Hayden Christensen, he's going to get his own episode. Yep, good. Uh, according to an article, he throws at least three tantrums throughout the movie and ignores almost every order that Obi-Wan gives him. Yeah, pretty much. All the big ones, all the big orders he ignores. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily Hayden Christensen's fault. I think it's more of like the character of Anakin does all of this without any ramifications or thinking about it. And so, yeah. 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 A lot of rough stuff. But then I think I'm actually going to maybe blow your mind on this because I just kind of found this out. But the droid factory. A lot of people hate the droid factory. Like the whole sequence? Oh, yes. Like because it plays like a video game. Oh, uh, yes. Because the sequence only gets more CGI heavy as it goes on, pushing the crude effects into Spy Kids territory. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> and the droid factory is long, boring, pointless, and embarrassingly was actually added in reshoots. Wow. I guess I, I did not realize it was uh, part of a reshoot. Yeah. Um, yeesh. When I think back on it, I can definitely see sort of the video game aspects to it. You know, oh, got to wait for the thing to Water drop. Wait and the then thing to drop and, and, yep, and then run oh, under oh, it. Gotta, yep, oh, careful. And then, yeah. Oh no, yeah, you got to yeah, beat yeah. the time before you, before you drop, before the, she gets sucked into, Boil, boiled alive. Or, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. When, when it's like, it's one of the simple things where some, where like somebody says, it's like a video game and you're like, Wow, <laughs> it definitely it literally is. Is like a video game. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Jeez. And you're right. The more I think about it, it is pointless. Other yeah, than just it get. Other than it gets them to the arena, but you know. But it, I mean, it just gets them caught. But like, yeah, it, it literally there's no. It doesn't add to the story at all, other than knocking. But, C-3PO's head off, which didn't need to happen. No, not at all. And making him a battle droid. Yeah. All right. Now we move into fan service. And then we get to jump into plot holes. Because a lot, a lot of, most of this has to do with just bad writing. Just really, yeah. really bad writing. But uh, a lot of people are upset with, like, the Boba Fett origin story. Hmm. And that was like a fan service thing of George was trying to placate the fans. Like, look, you get to see why he's a, see who, where he came from. And you get right, to see right, this right. cool Mandalorian, Django Fett. And yeah, Django Fett. To add that in there. So a lot of people didn't like that. And fan service is apparent in the movie as Mace Windu and Yoda finally ignite their lightsabers and go into action. 
And this is by what? the the Depaw.com quarantine reviews with Jack of that that everybody wanted them to fight in Phantom Menace. Oh, they wanted Mason Mason Yoda, Yoda to, fight. to fight. Yeah. And I will say it's really terrible CGI of Yoda fighting. Uh in the second one? Yeah. His, yeah, his oh, battle is like, really bad. And his constant screaming. Of, yeah. Yes. That's, that's unnecessary. I, right. And I will say I, I, I have changed on that because I, when I first saw it, I thought it was pretty cool. Of like, oh my gosh, that's cool. But like, as I've watched it and as it's just, it doesn't fit the character and it just doesn't work a lot. It doesn't work really well for me anymore. No, I, I, I'd agree. It, it does not fit the character overall. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I guess I would have to watch it again, but I mean, I liked the flipping and the, and the, you know, his, his sort of Ataru right, yeah. uh, techniques, but. Yeah. It's more, it's more of, for me now, it's like, it doesn't fit the character and the CGI is not, did not hold up real well. Hmm. But on our plot holes, which there are many. Okay. A series of gargantuan plot holes in the original trilogy was created via the reveal that R2-D2 can fly. Hmm. He doesn't fly in the original trilogy. No, he does not. <laughs> and there's like, why didn't he fly when he has this ability? Mm-hmm. Exactly. How, how, how that could have been so useful in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he just fly right out of the swamp? Correct. No, whatever. no. Why didn't yeah. he fly? Why did he yeah. like, try to keep moving? Why didn't he just fly over? Right. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Count Dooku is a pointless villain who comes out of nowhere with no explanation and has no impact on the larger story arc whatsoever. Right. Up until, I guess, well... Are we excluding Clone Wars? Yes. This yeah, okay. Is, is, we so, are excluding yeah. Clone Wars. Yes. All right. Okay, then yes. This is just an, a criticism of Tag of the Clones so far. Okay, then yes, absolutely. Okay. Then it is not clear at all how the army was paid for by a single Jedi or why Kamino never contacted the Jedi and asked them if they wanted to check up on their order or where they wanted it delivered. And then the Jedi in the Senate use the clone army anyway without doing any further checking for any abnormalities. <laughs> That's true. I've thought about that before. When did he die? Cypher, they say he like died almost like 10 years ago. He died before something? the order was made. Before it was made? Yeah. You mean before it was completed? No, before it was made. Wait. That's what they're insinuating. Again, this is where it doesn't make sense. The way they insinuate it in the movie is right. that Sifo-Dyas died before the order was put in. Oh, oh. Because Obi-Wan says, like, hey, and she's like, Lama Su yeah, says, pick- when is sifo coming? And Obi-Wan's like, it's impossible that he did this order or whatever. He died almost 10 years ago. Yeah. And the order was put in about, like, 10 years. So, I mean, uh, the way I took it, I interpreted it as, Dooku impersonated Sifo-Dyas. Now, there's other people who have interpreted it where 
Saifudias puts in the order and then Dooku kills him. Yeah, that makes more sense because later Dooku's like, how could the Republic come up with an army so quickly? Oh, As Dooku knows no this. Dooku knows all of this. In the movie, that's where it doesn't make sense. In the movie, you're right. But he's also, remember, playing the game with the Separatists. Yeah, I suppose. I guess I just didn't he, think that maybe Sidious hadn't... I don't know. No, because when he gets to... Because when he goes to see Sidious, he says everything's going according to plan. Uh, right, because he's like, war has started. Okay. War has started. Right. Everything's going according right. to plan. So he yeah, knew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. Given that information, then I would probably assume that yeah because i'm starting to think about clone wars again yes you gotta stay out of then, clone wars yeah 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 just okay. analyzing right. the movies right now yes okay so yes in that case i i would assume right that it was more likely yeah dooku impersonating sifo-dyas right yep because otherwise sifo-dyas wouldn't just like make an army and not tell anybody or, or i don't know right that's yep. just more yeah okay so we don't know yet, uh, but plot hole massively is the clones ruin the Jedi Order. The Jedi are incompetent, unlikable, and generally demystified as a bunch of bumbling fools that are extremely easy to manipulate. The Order is so poorly treated, it almost feels like a Star Wars parody. This film is the primary reason that the Jedi Order have such a terrible reputation now whereas previously they were perceived as highly benevolent, altruistic, legendary organization. Okay, so by, by having a clone army? No, they're saying more... clones, clones the movie. So Attack of the Clones oh, the oh. movie ruins the Jedi Order. I see. Got it. <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, it doesn't paint it does them sound... in the best light. No, and it does. Yeah. It, it paints them like bumbling idiots. Right. Of like, we don't know, <laughs> we don't know anything about this Jedi this thing and i'll even go further of like when um the the librarian i don't remember her name uh jacosta new jacosta new when she's like if it's not in our records it does not exist right and you're like that's the epitome of this jedi right <laughs> you are yeah you are being so blatantly just almighty yeah. of like Sorry, nonchalant just not yeah yeah whatever yeah uh, yeah, that that part always I did I've I've thought about that scene before. It was like really just because it it just doesn't exist. Like that that's there's no there's no gray there's area. no yeah. It's just that's it that's it. <laughs> and then what he later goes and he finds the planet. So what does that say about you? You know, it's like okay, it was right here, and you're telling me it doesn't exist. Ugh, Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another one that I've always had a problem with is the whole Sam Wessel. Oh, Sam. Oh, Sam? Yeah. yeah. So the, the question is, like, why does Sam Wessel's droid cut a hole in the window and release some deadly lizards when it could just as easily have fired a blaster or a huge missile like the one she used <laughs> earlier in the, at the landing platform? Yeah. It's just a, right. We, we, go for, we go for nice bugs instead of a missile. <laughs> That's hilarious. Right, because you know exactly, if you know 
exactly which window it's supposed to be and yep. enough to get the bugs in the right just why not just blast the hell out of it yep <laughs> yeah that's right and they take their sweet time sensing those bugs too so it's like you exactly know. <laughs> it's because uh, they're bugs they don't they can't detect the droid so it's like send the droid to shoot padme that is our our <laughs> just the tip of the iceberg but that is our overview of the bad pieces of Attack of the Clones. Yes. We now get to jump <laughs> into the good. Right. Let's, let's throw a little positivity in there. Positivity in the world, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. This is where the fun begins. Well, I could actually start us off because you're super into it. A big positive that a lot of people have is it gives you a jump off point for the Clone Wars. Yes. That's, That's one right. of its biggest positives that a lot of people have is that it, it jumps you off into the Clone Wars and the Clone Wars are considered really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. You get this sort of awesome climactic battle then supposed to propel you right into the Clone Wars. Now, is it, did, he, did he envision making a TV series while making this movie? Was he, did George plan on making a Clone Wars show because we got the first version of it which was like that 2D animation style which didn't last very long and then they picked it up again obviously to make the long running series and I was, I was just curious, I don't know if you knew if he had planned on making a series before episode 3 or like No, I mean he did not he did not plan on like it was it was again i think it was probably something similar to what he had with the original trilogy of like he might have had an idea of like maybe i'll make them if i get the chance mm -hmm. but like it was not part of his his big thing because there again there are a lot of inconsistencies that are based on that for instance, like Ahsoka Tano, and like they had to work around that quite a bit. Yeah. And we can all thank Dave Filoni for that because George wanted to kill her. Yeah. George was like, <laughs> I, I have to kill her. George, I was like, I have to kill her by Revenge of the Sith. And yep. Dave Filoni kept her alive. Yeah. And he, he managed to do it. So. Right. And what, you know, what an awesome payoff that was by keeping her alive. You know, you get to have her, you know, interact with rebels and confront Darth Vader. Yep. What a waste of an opportunity that would have been if she, if she had died before Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. Then continuing on, so some people like the, not necessarily fan service, but the Jango Fett character. A lot of people really like Jango Fett. Yeah, I, I, I per, I'm in the camp of, I, I don't mind the Boba Fett origin Jango Fett story. I, I liked that. I thought it was kind of interesting that he is a clone essentially he's he's just another clone just with no growth acceleration so that's kind of cool that he's tied into all that and then i think the character of jango fett is really interesting now there's is it is it canon that he is not actually a mandalorian he just stole mandalorian armor or is he a mandalorian i'm gonna hold off on that and oh, i will tell okay. you that in a future episode Okay. <laughs> According to Dork Side of the Force, which thinks says Attack of the Clones is actually a good movie, they say Jango Fett is better in nearly every way. 
He's dead near with a gun, a master in manipulation, and also shows immense courage by engaging powerful Jedi Knights such as Obi-Wan Kenobi and Mace Windu in combat. It also had Jango Fett versus Obi-Wan Kenobi. In the rain, Jango takes off with his jetpack, firing at lightning's pace at Obi-Wan, who deflects the shots with his lightsaber. There's another thing that loves the Jango Fett is so charismatic that dialogue between him and Obi-Wan is hilarious. And I think casting Tamora Morrison, I think, I mean, I don't, I guess, did he have a lot of roles before that? Or was that kind of his breakout role? I'd say I, it I is just his it was, most famous role, yes. Yeah, I just thought it was he, like really good casting. He's been yeah. an actor, like he's a, he was an actor for, he's been an actor for a while, but that's his biggest role, yeah. Right, okay. I just, well, I just at that time. Was, yeah. At that time, yeah. I just thought it was really, really good casting and just his voice, he's got a great voice and everything about him I thought was just like really, really good, mm -hmm. his portrayal, yeah. And to think that just to sort of put a face to what probably, you know, I guess what we know now is the face under the Boba Fett helmet, which- Correct. Yeah, so. That's pretty cool. I'm kind of in the camp of I'm not super pleased to have learned Boba Fett's origin story in that sense, because it kind of, again, I don't want to throw this kid under the bus, but the guy who plays Boba Fett did not, in my opinion, didn't do it really well. I think a lot of it had to do with the dialogue that he's given and stuff like that, because he's he's literally just like, it's, it's so weird with, when he's just like, <laughs> like his like <laughs> laugh and he's like get him dad get him fire and I'm just like what is, what is this and I'm just yes. to me it could have been not necessarily a Django Fett character like it didn't need to be Django Fett it could have been any like you could have called him anything else like just mm -hmm. he could have just been a random bounty hunter it didn't to me it didn't need to be Jango Fett or Boba Fett's dad so that you saw, oh, this is Boba Fett. Cool, I know that guy. Right, but the weird thing is, like, it's not even technically his dad. It's just him. <laughs> right, just, exactly, yeah. He's just raising a younger yeah, version like of himself. His, his warriors <laughs> himself, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that is totally, yeah. totally weird. Yep. Also, something that we both have brought up is the Battle of Geonosis. Mm -hmm. A lot of people bring up the Battle of Geonosis with the Battle of Geonosis was brilliantly executed. Dooku versus Yoda was awesome. Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Padme Amidala are all facing death when the entirety of the Jedi Council and later the clone troopers created in Kamino come to their rescue. So like, that's really cool that we actually get to see a whole battle of Jedi because- right. I'd never seen that before. We'd only seen one or two at a, fighting at a time. Sure, right. I also thought it was cool Yoda kind of showcasing other force powers yeah. where he's able to absorb the lightning and just sort of just showcase what else the force was capable of besides just moving objects and mind tricking and stuff that you could actually absorb that kind of power. And, and I guess, see, I always thought you'd, if he absorbed that kind of power, he'd had to like re-release it somewhere else did. oh not in that first one he just kind of contains it no he didn't he sent it back no he didn't yes he did he no there's that first one where he where he takes it and he just kind of does this and then and he, he sends it. it back and dooku deflects it 
And Are you then sure? Dooku, yes. Then Dooku sends it again, and then Yoda is just uses his hand and deflects it off of things, and then it just goes blah 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 blah. blah. I'm gonna look it up. Cause I could have sworn. Cause he's like, much to learn. You still have. Nope. He just holds it. That's stupid. <laughs> Debunked. Stupid. It makes it more stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Anyway, great. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> A lot of people like the. It sets up Anakin's downfall. Yes. So what? And we're going to dive into this deeper into the dialogue section, but there is actual people who actually really like the I hate Sam line. Because, because of its cheesiness? Yeah, we'll dive into it. But it, according to them, it, it shows subtle emotion. Hmm. So, like, he doesn't know how to show emotion. So he says, I hate Sam. And right. as a Jedi, you're not supposed to hate things. Ah, okay. And so, yeah. Anyway, but... Continuing with the Anakin's downfall, people say that like when the only advice you're given for dealing with your turmoil is to bottle it up, well, that bottle will eventually erupt. Mm. Not only was Anakin emotionally unprepared to deal with the trauma of violently losing his mother, he had no one to help him with the aftermath. Yeah, that I believe. That I, that I can understand. And so they, they say like that's why he's angry and all that kind of stuff so right it's interesting yeah then we have the jedi noir a lot of people like the jedi noir aspect of it oh like what do you mean exactly that like like do you know the 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 film genre of a, no, a, a noir of like a, a investigation type yeah stuff? like yeah yeah like right 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 yeah so it's so it's Obi Wan performs a cool investigation. Yeah, Ewan McGregor is amazing. True, which some people agree. There's portions of that where he's not. I'm sorry, especially Dax's <laughs> diner. Dax's diner is, ugh, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, the atmosphere of the movie has an underlying sense of doom throughout. Corruption mm. is abound. A separatist movement has formed, and the galaxy is on the verge of war. And thanks to the original trilogy, we already know the peril to come. Right. There is also a nighttime chase through a sprawling maze-like city, a rain-soaked fight, seedy underworld nightclubs, dimly lit corridors, and a climactic visceral duel in an industrial setting. Mm-hmm. All that was good. I like that. I thought it was, I don't know, I, just the part where he jumps out of the speeder, though, and just, like, falls, I thought was a little ridiculous. Just that. Just, just a little? Yeah, just a little. <laughs> that he just jumps out of the speeder and, and, and just expects to be caught or just everything goes his way and he doesn't get hit. A little, a little far-fetched. A little bit. Just a little bit. Then we have the Darth Jar Jar continuation. <laughs> we talked about that earlier, but that people yeah. feel that's a positive of it. It kind of gives you the... This is all Jar Jar's fault because right. Jar Jar gives him emergency powers. Yep, it's all his fault. Then there's people who actually really like Christopher Lee in the role just because of his gravitas and everything. Mm-hmm. So that, that is a, a, the role of, of Dooku. But a big thing is it also gives you a compelling villain. 
Mm -hmm. So we know Palpatine is the villain. He can sit across from the Jedi Council without them knowing, and we get to see the intricacies of his plan fall into place. Right. Now, the best piece about the entire Attack of the Clones movie that I've found Mm -hmm. is Padme. Just as a whole? Like, that she is a good, huge, good piece of this movie. This is where she Ah. gets to shine. Yes. Because Padme, once she decides to go save Obi-Wan, is actually allowed to be a protagonist. So she gets to be a person in charge. Somebody that you follow. Padme Mm -hmm. is always right. Count Dooku is trying to kill her. And she has a better known location of Naboo. And she takes on her own and defeats her own monster. Sort of, mostly. Right. Sort of. Like she, she attacks and, and takes care of the monster. Technically, Anakin's Niku or whatever kills it officially, but she fights it on her own. Oh, the Nixu? The Nick or uh, I think it's the Nixu. Is the Nixu what the Nixu. he's yeah, the Nixu is what she's fighting. I don't know what he's riding. Whatever he rides on. A reek. A reek. A- yeah. Reek. Yeah, so no. Technically, the the Reek kills the next Nitsu, but she's fighting on her own, and she basically injures it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't get me started on the physics of that, either. That part where she drops down on that chain. Oh, yeah. And doesn't snap her arm off, and then somehow still has enough momentum to then kick the Nitsu. Yep. If you watch watch that scene, you can just tell she loses all of her momentum as soon as she Oh, yeah, when she jumps. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's also the amount of how she isn't cut in half when she jumps down onto the reek. <laughs> yeah. With exactly. the amount of force that she's, and the height right. she's jumping from. Mm-hmm. Also, and that, and that Nixu's gaping claws don't actually like rip her spine out. It's just, you know. Well, there's only enough. one reason that happened. What? Oh, come on now, Ethan. You're not that innocent, no, no. are you? No, no. Oh, no. I thought you meant like, I thought you There's only that. one reason that she got cut like that. Yeah, yeah, I know why. Okay, I get why? that. I thought why to just so she could like be more revealing. Yeah, sex yeah. appeal. Yeah, yeah, no, I was okay, I was I, okay. I was talking about like I thought you meant I don't know that she got cut that way for like no. something plot related. No, it has nothing. Yeah, to okay. It's, yeah, it's to get right. That's revealed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. No. So I got that. But yes, so a big big thing is. Also, that as they are led to their pillars, Padme is already two steps ahead of everyone. Sneakily placing a pin from her pocket in her mouth, Padme starts planning mm-hmm. her escape before she is even put in chains. Padme, at this point, has no weapons or force powers to help her. Instead, she uses her brains, hitting the Niku with her chain, kicking it to the ground, and not letting her injuries stop her. So back to your, yep, she gets injured and then doesn't let that stop her. Right. Also, it's not bleeding profusely either. Correct. Yep. (laughs) Uh, And then Padme throughout this battle constantly reaffirms the fact that she is not a damsel in distress. Yes. Because she's constantly fighting, fighting her way back. Yep. I will say this is the the, the, the best and last good of Padme we get in the movies. Yeah, well, she doesn't get much in the in episode three, so, yep. Yeah, and that's going to be a yeah. whole thing, but there's going to be a lot for us to talk about about that. Anyway, okay. 
about the good things. What did you <laughs> yeah. think? About our whole well, episode the, in general. Good things, bad things, anything? I think, you know, if it weren't for the really atrocious dialogue in some uh, areas of the movie, um, it would be a lot better, you know, if we had, you know, and we could actually believe that these characters were, you know, falling in love, not so, in just a more natural way, I guess, I, I think that would have saved the movie if they had, if they had better dialogue and probably a little bit more action here and there, because it does drag in some spots, but yeah. I don't hate it. No. Nope. That's good. I think I think I would watch it over I definitely watch it over Phantom Menage. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Any final thoughts? Do you think it's a controversial movie? Oh, yes. I, I definitely think there are certainly uh, controversial aspects to it. For sure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, so this is this is worth a controversy. Good. I think because I think that's oh. where we're going to start that in a new segment. <laughs> so next week, next we week get to dive into the dialogue. Woohoo! Woohoo! Oh yeah, a whole episode about <laughs> whole episode about dialogue about dialogue. We love it. And we are so we're gonna do. Two more episodes after that. So we have about a four episode arc of the clone of Attack of the Clones. Yep. The other two other two are, are in that arc are Padme and Hayden Christensen's acting. Uh-huh. Then we get to dive into Clone Wars. Okay. And with Clone Wars, I have a five episode arc so far. I might awesome. find some more stuff into that, but Currently, let's there's a, a five-episode arc. All right, let's make a whole episode about General Grievous. Okay, then I will add. I will add that in. I thought about All adding right. in General Grievous, and so no. So that that'll be six episodes. Excellent. Six six episode arc so far. That one I'm gonna do like I'm gonna bring like all my material and stuff too. your material okay I'll you'll have all you'll my have material because okay, <laughs> no this is where That's you'll right. educate me a little more. On, right. on the, them it's himself, but yes, no. Excellent. So, if you would like to contact us, you may find us on Twitter at who shot one SW pod. That's who shot one SW pod at Twitter. The one is a number. Then you can also find us on email at who shot first SW pod at gmail.com. That's who shot first SW wpod at gmail.com and you can also find us on anchor that is our, our main website where you can listen to the podcast if you're not if you're listening throughout elsewhere or just listen through the the anchor app you can get send the messages through there as well also leave a review let us know what you think yes think please you, do tell us how we're doing if there's ways we, we can get better if there's any controversies right. you can think of uh, that you'd like us to talk about we are you're more than welcome to opinions. Yes, 100%. Never, Never tell, tell us, the, us odds. the odds. Never tell me the odds. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Mm -hmm.
Oh, really? You're cold? Don't you turn against me. I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. You're not with me. Then you're my enemy. You thunder against me! You have done that yourself. Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Chosen, 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 chosen.